Hi, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started on this episode, just a really quick short one, which I feel is quite quirky and quite cool and needed to share this with you. It's cycling, but it's Strava and it's activities outdoors, and I thought it was quite cool. Have you seen the Australian cyclist that has used Strava to draw, I mean, it's crazy, honey. So he went on a 150km ride and drew Nirvana's Nevermind cover. Do you know the one with the baby on the front that is swimming in the water? So it was an anniversary, I think, for Nirvana's Nevermind album. And he's a massive super fan. And he went out on his bike, used Strava to draw this naked baby. I mean, Google it, it is absolutely <laughs> insane. I mean, what a crazy idea. What an interesting thing to do. Just thought I'd share that with you. So let's jump into this episode. Hello and welcome to the Run Better podcast. My name is Ash. And for those of you that never heard my voice before... I am a running coach, I'm a personal trainer, a weight management coach, a yoga teacher. I've got 12 health and fitness qualifications that I'm not going to list because that would just be a little bit boring. And this is my podcast where I share some of my experiences and stories from my coaching and my running, my yoga, my training, with the hope that it can help you run better. So in this episode... I'm going to look at the deep squat and I've been looking at a few running podcasters and a few running bloggers and vloggers on YouTube and as you do comparing yourself to other people particularly on social media I've probably felt like I haven't really been opening up as much as I could have done in terms of being me. So I'm going to try and be a little bit more me today. So if there is uh, me saying more airs and ers, so maybe because I'm pausing in my head and thinking, should I share that? Should I? Is that something I want to share? Because this can be a little bit of a frightening thing sometimes when you're talking to a microphone and you're speaking to try and get your message across and you're not sure if your message is actually coming across <laughs> so yeah so going back to this episode anyway it's the deep squat and it's a, a, a story of how deep squatting can help us with our running and I think I'll set the scene so it's a Monday evening in February it's dark it's wet and it's very cold and I'm not, I've got four layers on a hat, neck scarf, gloves, and I'm talking to Mark about his running and the imbalances that he has in his body and when he feels like he's running. So he has an issue on his right side of his body uh, and not so much the same issues on the left side of his body. And he's been trying to develop his deep squat in the hope that it will increase his mobility and reduce his back pain and hopefully help him be a little bit more balanced when he's running. So anyway, the the rain starts to fall on this freezing cold Monday evening. Just to add to the extra cold, it's like a biting. It's like 
teeth. Every little raindrop is like tiny little teeth hitting you. And the wind is just making the rain hit your sidewards on, so it's going straight into your face, like bouncing off your cheeks and your nose. And Mark demonstrates to me how far he's managed to get into his deep squat. And he's definitely, you can tell, that he's been putting in the work since the last time that he showed me, about three weeks ago. His heels are almost touching his ankles. And his feet are flat pretty much flat on the floor so that he's not getting that heel lift. And this is much lower than what he previously showed me when we were checked about three weeks ago. So Mark has been trying to spend as much time in his everyday life, as well as the bits that he's been doing in his training, to get as comfortable coming up and down out of a deep squat. So what he'll do is he'll stay down as learn as comfortable as he can for say 10-15 seconds and then come back up and just repeating that process over and over so this repeated pattern will be absolutely will be remoulding his hips his lower back his calves his ankles and his shin muscles all of the structures the tissues will be getting reshaped by what mark is doing so mark actually comments that <laughs> It is reducing his back pain. So it says the pain has slightly shifted area as well, which is a direct result of working lower into the squat. It's kind of just working into a slight different area. And what it's doing is it's teasing the tendons and muscle fibres and the central nervous system to allow more range of motion. So it's encouraging the central nervous system. It's encouraging the nerves to stop firing off as much and relax and go deeper into it which is one of the main things when you get that kind of tense, stretchy feeling is those muscle fibres and the nerves are firing off going, oh my goodness me, this is way too low, don't take me any further, I'm going to snap. That's why we do a lot of breathing when we're doing yoga so that we can relax and encourage our body to just be okay with the position that it's in and then it will ease into the shape a little bit more then we build mobility and flexibility oh, what a wonderful thing the breath is so it's freeing up his body to become more human shaped and less modern human shaped i.e standing in chair uh, standing in the same position all day and maybe sitting in the same position all day every day very unhealthy healthily for our bodies so we work on a range of, of of body weight squat variations throughout this session that we was doing and we create that strength and integrity of the tissues so they get that structural integrity at the end range of motion so we try to focus on at the very edge of their comfort zone we try to focus on me and mark we try to focus on creating that strength and that sense of suppleness so that the tendons are okay with going deeper. And there's that kind of elastic properties are just kind of enhanced a little bit more by working on that end range of motion. And if you're not sure what end of range of motion is, maybe I'm talking a bit too kind of personal trainery, running coachy speak. But basically, when you start to bend a joint, say for instance, I'll try and make it as simple as possible. When you bend a joint or when you put weight into a joint and you bend down, you will get to a point where you feel your comfort zone is and then you, you might start to get like tingles or your body might just say, no, I'm not going any further. That is the end of your range of motion. So we work in that 
to get comfortable and to like say strengthen and get those structures more elastic and supple so that we can gain those mobility and flexibility benefits from them. So we've done a few of these different variations and working on um, everything that's kind of going to feed back into helping Mark get a deeper squat. And then I reckon in about three or four more weeks, if Mark continues to work at these end ranges of motion and he carries on putting the time and effort into his deep squat so he's gonna carry on just spending maybe maybe he can spend 10 seconds in deep squat or as deep as he can go at the moment and he just does little sets of 10 seconds at a time now what he's going to do then is he's going to obviously increase his range of motion so he will be able to go lower and because the it will just expand his range of motion and he'll be able to stay down a little bit longer as well so then we just increase the amount of time that he's spending down there so already we're looking at maybe he can in, in a day he's probably adding maybe like five to ten minutes sat in a deep squat and then over time three to four weeks he's maybe going to get comfortable sitting in there for ten minutes at a time probably if he keeps on working your body will remold and reshape like i said quite quickly so i remember when i was working uh, on my deep squat and I remember that for about f- took, when I first started to get deep squat and I was could get down for like 15 seconds I'd get the most horrific pins and needles tingly sensation all the way down my shins and into my hips and into my lower back and then I'd stand up and I'd almost feel a bit light headed from where all the, like, the blood had been pulsing into my legs I could feel my pulse in my legs and I'd have to give it a couple of minutes before I'd try it again and then what I used to do was I would then just practice this sat whilst watching TV a film on a night or a documentary or whatever I was watching on an evening I would just rest in deep squat and then move when I needed to move and over a period of time maybe two three months my body shifted and realised that actually, yeah, this is a quite comfortable position to rest in. So, doing as much to, doing as much as you can in your everyday life, not just in your training, is going to help you get those gains and those benefits from mobility and flexibility and strength at the end range of motion that you can get from deep squatting. It is a natural resting position. It's an ancestral resting position, an ancestral resting position. If you want to have a look at those uh, positions that humans have rested in for many, 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 many years. Many. Uh, I can't think of the exact number because we've been on this planet for a long time, millions of years, but anyway, I digress slightly. So, fast forward to this present day right now and I never notice when I'm in deep squat so it's not even something that I consider so it's just something that is kind of integrated accidentally into my everyday life I might find that uh, if I when I'm working with my online clients I will be resting in deep squat sat looking at the the uh, the phone or the laptop or if I'm planning 
sorry, if I'm playing with our girls or if I'm getting some straws out from the drawer or if I'm getting some screws out from a toolbox or if I'm picking something up off the floor like Polly Pockets or LOL dolls from the floor, maybe I'm in deep squat and I don't even realise it. And that's how that's how it will kind of integrate into your life as well. It's, like I say, it's a very natural position to be in. And if you watch children, they're just sitting deep squat as a resting position and then they're going to the next position and they're going to the next one and they're moving. And they, that's what just happens. It just becomes a nice kind of movement to move in and out of and rest in. So I wondered... Just because I'm a little bit of a, a body geek, a human body geek, and I was talking about this exact subject and this is exact situation with my friend Darren, my mate Darren, who I talk a lot about stuff with. And I was having this conversation with my mate Darren and he was trying to... I was like, where did it all go wrong for the deep squat? Why don't we rest in it anymore? And was trying to figure it out. And... Went back through history, and it's probably after the war, because post uh, pre-war, so before the war, not every single household had chairs at the availability that that, that we do have now. It's, you know, it's, it, it's a given that every single household has chairs and tables. And this is like a really big, long, full-on waffle, and it's almost like a... The history of the deep squat. But this is just me. This is just my brain sharing information. That I think might help you. Because if you're not deep squatting now, I would definitely say start to work on your deep squat mobility because it is, it is a vastly beneficial shape to be in regularly. There's so much nourishment, natural nourishment for, you, for your body that you're, you're going to get from deep squatting. You know, it helps us become more naturally human shaped and break out of that modern human shape, that kind of zoo human. So ultimately, that will help us run better as a result of increased range of motion, reduced muscle tension, and better structural integrity of joint and muscle tissues. Well, that sounds quite good, doesn't it? Surely you'd want to spend more time in deep squat for that so yeah i'm not going to go too far into detail of where it went wrong for the deep squat why we don't sit in it too much but it's definitely chairs that have caused it and it's probably more than likely post-war when chairs become a marketing thing that you need to buy more chairs to live a comfortable life and keep up with the joneses but this whole episode as yeah was focused around that little story of me and Mark working together, my experience of deep squat. And it ha- absolutely, one of the things that it has helped me is in, it's one of my favourite things to do post run, is sit in deep squat. So I will sit for five, ten minutes post run in deep squat. And it just feels so good. It feels like you're having like a bath. It feels just like you're like, oh gosh, my my hips need this and my, my calves need this and my knees need this. So if you have lower back issues, if you have knee problems, if you have ankle, lack of ankle flexibility, you have hip issues, 
a lot of these issues could be helped and your injury risk reduced by working to improve your deep squat. So yes, give it a try. Thank you for letting me just kind of ramble on about the deep squat. I am a bit of a human body geek, so if I get too kind of sciencey and personal trainery and running coachy with my terminology, I do apologise. I tried to make it as uh, simple as possible. But yeah, give deep squat a go and um, I shall see you or I shall, you shall hear me in the next episode. And please give this podcast a five star review wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you have a question that you'd like answered, anything related to running or training or yoga, mobility, whatever it may be, please leave your question in the five star review and I will be happy to do an episode all around your question. So thank you very much for listening to the Run Better podcast. I shall see you in the next episode.